0: Hey, Jawheads, it's Matt. Drugs are no laughing matter, but we're going to be discussing them in a lighthearted manner today because we're reviewing Cocaine Bear, which is a cocaine comedy. So if that's a trigger for you, feel free to skip this episode. Just wanted to put that out there. You're listening to Cinema Jaw, the greatest movies podcast ever recorded on location from Ryan's house in Chicago. My name is Matt Kay, and with me is
1: Ryan, right, the movie guy. And this week on Cinema Jaw, Matt, we are talking cocaine movies. <laughs> I can't believe we said that, but we said it. Cocaine movies, because we just walked out of Cocaine Bear, which we are going to review on this show.
0: This is a topic I. Don't think we'd we ever thought we would do. It was John Mossman's suggestion last week. And frankly, it's a brilliant suggestion.
1: We've uh, talked drug movies before. Have we? No, I don't think so. I think we have. I don't know if we've We've done, done stoner movies. Stoner now, movies. Now that you mention it. Yeah. Okay. And I know drug movies and, and as far as drug smuggling has, has come up numerous times. It's it's a big plot point in a lot of movies, but we've never focused on cocaine and if you're if
0: you're going <laughs> we've <to> do, never <laughs> focused on it's high time we did yeah. Ryan.
1: let me tell you matt <laughs> no we we've never focused on a particular drug like cocaine in this one but when we're reviewing a movie it's the end of february and there's a movie out called cocaine bear why not do our top 5 favorite cocaine movies why not i'm in i'm all in let's do this sounds good sounds good no guests this week so we're going to play stump the Kapinsky, and in Cocaine Bear, one of, not his last, but one of his last performances, Ray Liotta. We're going to play Ray Liotta, movie trivia on Stumped Kempinski. How's that sound?
0: Uh, sounds great. I was really happy to see Ray Liotta, but we'll talk about it. Yes. We'll, we'll talk
1: about when, it. When we get to the bear movie, we'll talk about Ray okay. Liotta. The only other top five we could have done was bear movies. and and Revenant really,
0: would have been number one. Right. Yeah. Revenant,
1: right? The only thing, and then you, you go from there. There's a few that every once in a while pop up a bear scene, but not necessarily dominates. We a could whole have put the movie. We
0: could have put Blood and Honey, which I've been uh, trying <laughs> to get you to do, and Cocaine Bear. And
1: it is also the last week of Michelle Pfeiffer month, and we're going to start right there. In lieu of doing a fact, I threw this idea out. Looking at her filmography, and we've reviewed a, a few films for the Patreons: uh, Dangerous Liaisons and Grease Two. I looked at that filmography and I said, man, she's been around for so long. She has. What are the best three movies that Michelle Pfeiffer is in? Not necessarily her performance, but just, hey, these are the three best movies and Michelle Pfeiffer is in these movies what do you got at number three you prepared a list here because i got i did are we gonna go
0: back and forth like it's a top five or should i just go rapid fire i'll let you choose let's go rapid fire
1: okay you go rapid fire three two one
0: all right here's my three favorite michelle pfeiffer movies not necessarily because of her performance hairspray wow witches of eastwick and scarface
1: interesting number one i believe that hairspray that's the the remake of hairspray
0: yeah it's not the John Waters right. version. So it's, it's, the, it's the musical.
1: It's the watered-down Hairspray version with John Travolta. It's still pretty damn good. I enjoyed it. Your second one was... Was Witches of Eastwick. I have never seen it. I've
0: got a soft spot in my heart for this movie. It's definitely not one of Jack Nicholson's A-list movies and his top tier, but I don't know. I like it. Shares in it.
1: And then your number one. Come on. Scarface. Scarface. Yeah.
0: It, Speaking of cocaine movies. Yes.
1: It is fantastic. I... I'm gonna do my three, two, one. But I did want to mention Wolf. Did you ever see that? Also with Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, he's a werewolf. Yes. right? Yes, I, I have never seen, seen that. it. That piqued my interest. Also, that huh. I, I should check that one out. I as forgot well. all about that. Mm-hmm.
0: Huh. Wow. Yeah, that was an '80s movie.
1: All right. So I went over the list. Grease two. I'm sorry, Matt, didn't make my list. My number three, Mother. 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 This is the Darren Aronofsky film. Oh, not the Danzig song? No. Oh. Starring Jennifer Lawrence and also Michelle Pfeiffer is in it. I was a big fan of it when it came out. Still am. Number two, might shock you here, Matt. Batman Returns. Not shocking.
0: It was my honorable mention. Okay. For I, sure.
1: I, I always loved the dark Tim Burton tone. And I rewatched this like two summers ago out on my deck with the projector. And I loved it. I, I was like... It's it good. really it's very enjoyed good. Batman Returns. And one of the main reasons is Michelle Pfeiffer's performance as Catwoman so ties in nicely number 1 just rewatched it this weekend scarface also yeah and i mentioned on either the podcast it's a masterpiece yeah i mentioned on the i think the the podcast before i forgot that she was in it and just didn't dude didn't like launch into my head because i hadn't seen scarface since i think i was an early teenager now i've watched scenes of it since then but i haven't sat and watched from the beginning all the way to the end since i was like in high school or early how did it
0: how did it hold up for you i
1: loved it because i forgot so much of it you know like the early stuff i again i've seen the ending numerous times
0: the world is yours
1: but to go back and watch the whole beginning of it i was just glued to the screen it's a long movie it is but i
0: did you remember the chainsaw attack
1: I forgot all about that. That is brutal, isn't it? Totally, it L- is. Like, oh my God, it's so out of left field. That's a great scene. Pfeiffer's great in there. Obviously, Pacino's great. And F. Murray Abraham is in there also as the well. The guy
0: that plays the boss that he takes out, right? Yes.
1: No, he he's actually the, uh turns out that he's like an FBI informant. So he's like in part of the gang and they end up uh, throwing him off the helicopter and oh, hanging him. wow, that's, that's right. Him. Yeah.
0: Dude, and the guy that plays Manny, his his like best friend, that guy went on to he was in Gleaming the Cube with Christian Slater. Ah. We'll have to throw it in the fish tank. I forget his name right off the top of my head. But nice. he's he's great.
1: So I would also have Scarface at number one. My honorable mention was Stardust. Underrated film. And Michelle Pfeiffer's in there. Claire Danes is in there. I've only seen it one time. It's excellent. I is remember it about, it's kind of like a fantasy film. Oh,
0: not about cocaine. No, not okay.
1: at all. Stardust, uh, not about cocaine. It's more about an it's a actual different kind of stardust. Yes, a star that falls down that has like a magic uh, element to it, and that's Claire Danes. And then, oh, cool, Michelle Pfeiffer is like a witch or you know a sorcerer or some sort. I already forget her exact part in the movie, but Stardust. I've been meaning to watch it again.
0: Wow, I love a good fantasy pick.
1: So that would have. I'll check that one out. been my. Honorable mention, Michelle Pfeiffer month. This has been a blast. It has. She's a she's a fun actress to uh, explore. Yep. Speaking of a blast, me and Matt our screening this week was Cocaine Bear. Yeah,
0: Ryan. If you told me a few months ago a movie like this would exist, I would tell you that I think you are on drugs. Here we have one of the final performances of Ray Liotta, the little girl from the Florida Project, Brooklyn Prince and O'Shea Jackson Jr., heir to the Ice Cube legacy, all cast in a movie about a bear who ingests enough cocaine, well, enough for a bear, and proceeds to go berserk. The kicker? Cocaine bear is based on a true story. Will this bear on coke movie maul audiences, or is it just dust in the wind? We went to the bathroom to, I mean, we stayed in our seats the entire time to find out.
1: Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more of this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. Hey, Henry, check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe? A lot of
0: cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 don't eat that, don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on it. The bear, it fucking did cocaine. A bear did cocaine. The setup, Rye, is this. After 500-pound black bear consumes a significant amount of cocaine, it embarks on a drug-fueled rampage, and an eccentric gathering of cops, criminals, tourists, and teenagers assemble in a Georgia forest. They must work together to survive the rampage of cocaine bear. Even with recent dips into blood and honey, this movie is far from the 100-acre wood. They claim it to be a true story, but then again, so did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So let me ask you, Rye, how much of this story is to be believed?
1: I don't think much is meant to be believed. From my understanding, it was ripped from a headline that a bear did cocaine, that somebody had saw a bear do some of the cocaine that was... Now, the the story is true, that these smugglers dumped all of this cocaine.
0: Right. We get old Peter Jennings clips in there. Right.
1: They they dumped... Basically, this plane was going over Tennessee, eastern Tennessee, which is uh, Knoxville area, and they dumped all of this cocaine out of the plane, and... That's where basically the story takes place. And from what I've heard, there was uh, somebody out in the woods that had seen like a bear ripping some of the cocaine packages. That's about all they they went on.
0: Well, there's a stuffed bear, at a oh, man, we'll have to throw this in the in the fish tank too. There's a stuffed bear somewhere. If that is supposedly the cocaine bear, like, really, they have it taxidermied and
1: on display for tourists to come and, and view. <laughs> so it's a thing. Okay, so. What I would, I would say coming out of this movie and thinking about it for just a brief time uh, since we've we've walked out of the theaters, a, a title like Cocaine Bear and the plot of it is movies that I would like to refer to as almost like clickbait. Snakes on a Plane, Cocaine Bear. It's a funny premise. It's a great title. And people get worked up like, yeah, I want to see this movie. But is there any substance? And by substance, I mean, I'm not asking for a, a masterpiece nobody when they're walking into cocaine Bear is looking for a masterpiece but what we're looking for is enough of a comedy that uh warrants an actual feature-length film of 90 minutes that nice and isn't short that nice isn't short. just about the goofy title and premise can it go just extend a little bit more than that and be enjoyable and i think that's what we need to debate here you seem to be laughing uh maybe a little bit more than i did But it had its laughs. I I enjoyed it. It had a
0: lot of great laughs.
1: If I had to put my my hand down on the judgment card here, I would say it came up a little bit short on expanding the story enough to warrant a full 90 minute movie.
0: What were you hoping for?
1: Like I said, just a little bit more. I'm not looking for anything great. Did you
0: want character arcs? I mean, like, no,
1: but okay. For a 90 minute movie, I actually thought there were a couple of times it sacked and that's, saying something, when you're only in the theater for 90 minutes, there were a couple of points I thought, all right, get on with it. Let's get to the bear killing some people and having some fun, because it, it did take a little while. And I, I get it. it. They're not going to just have a bear on a rampage for 90 minutes. That would be boring also. So it's that's what I mean. It mm, needs to have debatable s- <laughs> some balance. What I liked was the idea that uh, Elizabeth Banks put these characters all Looking for the cocaine, you have Ray Liotta and his son and then his son's friend played by O'Shea Jackson. They're like the drug dealers. Junior. Junior. Put them in the camp of the drug traffickers. Right. Yeah. They're on the lookout trying to find the cocaine. Then you have Margot Martindale who plays the forest ranger.
0: Oh, she's great.
1: Love her, right? And she's she's wonderful here. She was hilarious. And then she's like basically trying to put the moves on this one guy. Now they're going out to this waterfall. That was like what they were going to do. And then you have Felicity, Carrie Russell,
0: mm-hmm. who
1: plays the the mom of this young daughter who went missing now she goes out on the look with the ranger the idea of getting all of these different characters into the woods at one time and having the bear on cocaine is good (laughs) right i'm giving big thumbs up here that's genius all right now we got all these weird characters in the woods and we got a a, a crazed bear you forgot about the the gang
0: of teenagers yes we got a gang of teenagers as well they were awesome
1: I think if there would have been a little bit more development with the characters. And I'm not again I'm not asking for a ton, but maybe a little bit more comedy out of the actual characters. And and I'm going to give you the guy who stole the show for me. It was the little kid who played Henry. Yeah, he was great. And his uh actor's name is Christian Convery and he was hilarious. If you're a fan of kids delivering like adult lines or you know swearing just a little like bit like bad
0: news bears uh, yes. kind of <laughs>
1: Everything that kid said that came out of his mouth was, was comedy gold. So he was great in there. And he actually does a little bit of cocaine and just funny jokes in there. You know,
0: Accidentally, we should 100%. mention.
1: 100%. Ultimately, for me, I thought it sagged at a couple points. I'm not, again, I'm not trashing this movie, but I wish it would have been a little bit funnier, a little bit smarter of a film.
0: Well, listen, I was not expecting much intelligence from a movie called Cocaine Bear. I think they put it right up on Front Street. This is a movie to just have fun with. Like, unplug your brain. It's about a fucking cocaine bear, okay? I just wanted to see people get ripped apart by the cocaine bear, and that's my main criticism of the movie. Too much of the mauling was done off screen. Like, let's see it. Come on, I want to see some more. There There was some great gore, but too many, like when the bear would grab somebody, it would drag them off screen, right? Correct. So that was a little disappointing. But I totally disagree with you. I think there were just enough character beats. O'Shea Jackson is consistently great in everything he's in. I honestly think he's better than his dad at this point. Like we got to give him props for that. Loved seeing Ray Liotta. Carrie Russell was was fantastic as the mom. And and you're right that that little kid was was great. Good to see Brooklyn Prince again mm-hmm. from the Florida Project. I'm glad she's working. Uh, hopefully, you know, she parlays this into a career. But it was fine. I didn't, like, there was just enough character beats for me. That was fine. So I'll give you an example
1: of why I... The cop
0: was hilarious
1: with the I little love, dog. I love the cop, yes. I'll, I'll get his name. Because he's a, he's a that guy for me. His name is Isaiah Whitlock Jr., and he's popped up in numerous movies oh, sure. before. And I, I once he came on, he's wonderful in the film. He's in a scene that I'll give you an example where I thought, okay, this is just kind of dumb. The gazebo. The gazebo, yeah. yes. Okay, so oh, these characters get to the gazebo, and there's actually a bag, one of the bags that came out of the airplane on top of it that's filled with cocaine. The cop goes up to the top of the gazebo right when the drug dealers or traffickers, as we want to call them, also come to the gazebo. And then the bear comes it was just so drawn out and it wasn't, it was really a little drawn out. funny. And then at one point, point, I'm not, this isn't a big spoiler. The bear sort of like passes out. He's just tired. He needs a nap, I guess. And he, he actually just collapses on top of one of the drug traffickers. I mean, mild chuckle, but it really wasn't that funny. This is exactly what I mean. Like, okay, it was a creative idea to get everybody together. And now you got to make it a little bit funnier, a little juicier. But
0: then I, enter Ray Liotta, and the whole thing gets into fifth gear.
1: I don't know. I Again, I, again, it didn't like completely bomb for me, but I thought it could have been more creative.
0: The ambulance scene. We need to talk about the ambulance scene. If
1: you've seen the trailer or a commercial for it, you see the bear chasing an ambulance. It's fantastic. That
0: payoff is great. <laughs> yes. The payoff is, is amazing. That whole scene, really everything that took place leading up to that scene in the in the rangers cabin whatever you want to call it and then the following scene in the ambulance I'm like okay if we keep going at this pace this could be a classic and it does downshift mm-hmm. I, I you know like from there things get a little bit downgraded in terms of the gore
1: right which was a bit disappointing and I wanted to go back to the gore because right before the movie started you asked me do you think this is going to be really gory And I was like, I have no clue. I don't know what really to expect out of this film. I was a little disappointed with that as well because bring the gore. I mean, it's clearly an R-rated film. Go ahead and be a little gory as well. You're right, a lot of the action takes place off screen. They threw
0: some legs and stuff in. And yeah. The guy that gets killed in the tree, not, this isn't a spoiler, but somebody dies, they're in a tree, and, and that was pretty. It,
1: that was pretty good. But it, go back to like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio getting mauled by the bear in The Revenant. I didn't want it that vicious because that was just disturbing <laughs> oh, good, yeah. how realistic like that ten was. a 10-minute scene. Right. I didn't want anything that disturbing, but look at what they did with The Revenant and how great it was. At one point, him ripping, you know, skin off the back of people and, you know, get a little gory with it. I think that would have helped it a little bit as well, but...
0: This was fun. This was fun. I wasn't expecting nearly as much from it as you did, but I I
1: had a good time with Cocaine Bear. (laughs) It's a great title. My last complaint, and again, these are minor complaints because I did laugh throughout this film. There are some... Pretty good kills, and there are some uh, highlight moments with the bear. Decent jump scares. As we mentioned, the ambulance scene also inside the visitor center or whatever when, when the bear in the, There's some great moments in there. Usually you want to go out on a high note, and I felt that the, the final confrontation between the bear, Ray Liotta, the family, the waterfall, the location was kind of weird, and it didn't lend itself to a great ending sequence. It just didn't. Well, I'm not going to,
0: yeah, maybe a little bit.
1: Like it was, that was probably the third or fourth best quote unquote bear killing spree moment. You can't go out on your third or fourth best. You're supposed to go out on a high note.
0: Yeah. Or at least your second best. You can put that climax a little earlier. Right. right. All right. I'll give you that. I still had fun though. I mean, like I walked away smiling. I chuckled the whole time. This is a, a fun horror comedy. That's what it is. And mostly comedy. You know, it's like a, a vicious, gory, bloody horror comedy.
1: If there was one character in this movie you could hang out with, who would you want to hang out with?
0: I'm very tempted to say the cocaine bear.
1: <laughs> I do have
0: some complaints about how they ended it that I have to talk to you about off recording. But I would have to say Kerry Russell. Mm. How about you, Ry?
1: I love the kid, Henry. I that Henry kid was, was awesome. He was he was like the kind of kid like I'd love to take him to a baseball game, and I think I would just laugh at everything that kid said. Like it would be just an enjoyable day. Like, yeah, I'd be laughing hysterically. He he was a funny kid. He really was. Uh, how about a, a jaw dropping moment or something you want to highlight here?
0: My jaw dropping moment was how brutally injured. O'Shea Jackson's character gets throughout the movie. I didn't expect it to go quite where it did. And there was some after credit scenes, which were kind of funny. So I'm
1: going with the ambulance scene
0: because... That was top-notch.
1: Number one, I was already anticipating it because I've seen it in the the preview, and you you see this bear leaping through the air on the commercial, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be good. But it was even better than what I was expecting because it had a great needle drop in there as well. The the music was playing, the ambulance was driving, and I think that's when the bear looked its meanest and at the same time funniest. Like it was really coked up and chasing that ambulance with such energy... Everybody in the theater was laughing at that point and when it finally like goes airborne it's like holy crap this is incredible it goes yeah.
0: slow mo Yeah that whole scene the way the way it plays out like right up to its conclusion you're like damn I've never seen anything quite like that before that was very well done
1: Yeah that that was fantastic That's the high
0: point of the movie
1: Oh no, there's no doubt about it yes. for sure How about a movie poster quote We just walked out of this you got anything Yeah it's
0: <laughs> that's some good shit what about you?
1: I went with Smokey the Bear would disapprove. <laughs> <laughs> Smokey the Bear is in this movie. But he would disapprove. He would have disapproved. Smokey would have came on and said, what are you doing laughing yes, at this? Smokey's
0: <laughs> a Cub Scout, you know? Right. Yeah.
1: He's straight laced.
0: He is very straight-laced. He's he's conservative.
1: He is. How many jaws for Cocaine Bear?
0: I'm gonna be realistic here. This is a two and a half, maybe two point seven five jaw movie. It's fun, it's dumb. It's not going to change any lives,
1: but, you know, I liked it. I had a good time. I'm at two jaws for Cocaine Bear. It's better than now, that. Now, if I went to the bathroom, I could bump it up to 2.25. Nicely done. Yeah, but I'm going to I'm gonna keep it at two jaws for Ride the Movie Guy. Two jaws, two and a half jaws for Matt Kay. Cocaine Bear in theaters everywhere. Let us know what you think, Jawheads. I bet you it's going to be big this weekend. I, I do, too. I mean, it's the only major new release coming out. You got Ant-Man in its second weekend. Ant-Man will probably still win the weekend, but a Cocaine Bear will be in that, like, 18 to $25 million range. Yeah,
0: it'll be number two.
1: We don't often get a chance to just say, let's do our cocaine movies, Matt, but...
0: But here we are. Let's kick it off, Ryan, with a very underappreciated and... Underrated and unknown under movie starring Michael J. Fox and Kiefer Sutherland from 1985, "Bright Lights, Big City."
1: I have never seen this movie, Matt. So please inform me what it's even about.
0: 1988, excuse me. Michael J. Fox plays a fact checker at a New York magazine, and he just broke up with his girlfriend. She just she left him, and he's pining over her. His best friend is Kiefer Sutherland. They go out on the New York party scene in the eighties, and they get coked up. Michael J. Fox gets coked up. Not only does he get coked up, this is not one of those fun cocaine movies that that like glamorizes it. He is addicted to cocaine, and it, like his nose starts bleeding at inopportune moments and stuff like that. Like it is not a glamorous cocaine movie. It's like I don't want to say it's as bad as Requiem for a Dream. It's it's nowhere near that territory. But it's more about the dangers of it. And it's also not from a preachy point of view. It's, it's just a real drug movie. And yes, Michael J. Fox is in a real drug movie. And he's convincing. I saw it like at a, at a really young age and, and I liked it. I mean, I probably saw it in 1988 or 89. Great movie.
1: Wow. That was like right in Michael Phoebe, J. Fox. Phoebe Cates also. Oh, well, you're a big fan. I know Who that. Who isn't? But, but I mean, that's right in the, the heart of Michael J. Fox's you know, run of Back to the Future, Back to the Future 2 and 3, right in the middle of this. And he's a
0: good guy, like straight-laced, you know, Alex P. Keaton, and here he is, like a a degenerate cocaine addict.
1: He's trying to, like, break the mold because everybody was like, oh, he's America's kid, you know, so. Maybe. I think you should watch this one. Interesting. You're a big Jay Fox fan. I am. He's got a new documentary coming out uh, about Michael J. Fox. Well, there you go. So my number five pick, we go back to 1991. I know I've never talked about this movie on Cinema John. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It stars Jennifer Jason Leigh and Robert Patrick. The movie's called Rush. Yeah, we've talked about Rush. No, not the race car movie. Okay, maybe we haven't. Because I know I've talked about Rush, the race car movie. And maybe I'm thinking of Go. Or Go, maybe you're thinking of. But uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh and Robert Patrick play two FBI agents who go undercover in Texas to bust a drug lord. But what really ends up happening is the agents both get addicted to drugs. Their first hardcore drug that they're offered is cocaine. They tell Jennifer Jason's lead character, like you're going to have to do drugs in front of these guys to sort of infiltrate and earn their trust, you know. And she goes in and, and there's this moment where it's that kind of like moment of truth, like you're going to do this or aren't you, you know. And she takes this like line of cocaine and there it's it's a great moment because she's sort of shocked that she did it and then is also like exhilarated by like the feeling of doing cocaine. Right. So it's sort of like, Whoa, I can't believe I did that. And Whoa, I can't believe how this is making me feel kind of moment. And then of course, this just leads them down into, you know, doing heroin and, you know, more cocaine as they try to get to this drug Lord. And this is based on a true story. Wow. So this really did happen pretty wild. Also notable in this tears in heaven Clapton song, Yeah. Is in this movie. And this is... I don't want to say it was written for this movie, but this is where it was... It was written for his son. Yeah. Yeah. But this is where it was like first played in like a a main area. Hmm. And so Tears in Heaven, Inside Rush, 1991. I like this film.
0: I haven't seen it, so I can't argue. Two two movies the, the other guy hasn't seen. That gets us to my number four. And I'm going with True Romance. It's penned by Quentin Tarantino, starring... Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette, Gary Oldman pops up, Dennis Hopper, Christopher Walken, you know, heavy hitters. Michael Rappaport pops up. Such a great cocaine movie. They're chasing cocaine throughout the whole movie. Clarence, who's Christian Slater's character, kills a drug dealer and walks away with a duffel bag full of cocaine, tries to sell it in Hollywood to a film producer, director, and a shootout ensues. You just love a shootout where, like, the cocaine bag gets shot and, like, Coke is flying through the air, and, uh, <laughs>
1: yes. you know? Isn't that also where the pillows are uh, getting shot up also, or no?
0: Yeah, uh, everything gets yeah. shot up. And Bronson Pinchot is in the movie, and he gets busted with, like, a face full of cocaine. He's like, is there a problem, officer? It's it's a great movie, man. I've seen True Romance probably like 500 times.
1: Come on. When you say that, what really, I'm being hyperbolic. Really, I know, but realistically, have you seen it 10 times? Oh, for sure. Okay.
0: Yeah, at least. Probably over a dozen.
1: Okay. There yeah. you go. Not 500. My Five million God. times, Ryan. Jesus, man. My number four pick is a film I've only seen once, and I remember being stunned when I saw it. They made a spiritual sequel slash remake with Nicolas Cage. But the original was such a disturbing film. It was rated NC-17, and they had to lower it down to R. 1992, Harvey Keitel in Bad Lieutenant.
0: Yeah, it's a messed up movie, dude. Oh,
1: very messed up. And I remember I watched this uh, a rental with a friend that was like, oh, let's get this movie. I think on the box... Roger Ebert gave it four stars, you know, <laughs> he was into some disturbing films. And I think that's why we got it. I, I, we got it like from the video store, didn't even know anything about it. Right, I'll give this thing a spin outside of like a nun being raped, which is already disturbing sentence just to say, but it happens in the movie. The film opens with Harvey Keitel driving his kids to school. And then as soon as he drops them off, pulls out cocaine and starts doing lines of coke in the car while he's driving around drinking he's a gambler he's addicted to coke and he gets a lot of the drugs from crime scenes because he's a detective and it's just so disturbing what he makes some of the people do that he pulls over yeah it's that
0: scene is messed up dude really
1: twisted and i it's just one of those movies that i think of the, the way drugs can go in the wrong way, you know, not in a s- celebratory way, but in that sense when you're just addicted. depravity. And you, yep, And you just are addicted and you don't realize how wrong it's gone for yeah. you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the bad lieutenant. And that's why he's called the bad lieutenant.
0: Right. Not somebody you should invite to parties. Right.
1: You know, just to go on with this a little bit more Nicolas Cage like I said made a spiritual he, sequel yeah. called Bad Lieutenant Port of Call also worthy of watching uh, if you haven't seen that one do it's check it out It's not supposed to be the same cop right No it's not Okay and it's like in I think Harvey Keitel that takes place in New York This is in New Orleans And 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 Nicolas Cage is in New Orleans so it's a little bit different you know but again spiritual sequel You know I still haven't seen Port of Call New Orleans yeah, and it's directed by uh, Werner Herzog
0: Really <laughs> yes. Holy yes. crap So, What, was he just a fan of the first movie? And he was like, I I must direct uh, a sequel.
1: (laughs) I believe so. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, what a disturbing film, Bad Lieutenant 1992. I wish I
0: could do a good Werner Herzog, man. His voice is great.
1: Got to work on that. Yeah, I'll
0: work on it. Back over to me. At number three, I have
1: Cocaine Cowboys. Have you seen... Never seen it. This came up in in research, and I was like, man, here's a blind spot for me. Yeah, seriously, because it's a
0: great documentary. It's got everything that you've ever heard about the glamorous and dangerous side of the crime syndicates. It's got the Uzis. It's got the Lamborghinis. It's got the planes. It's got all that stuff, and it's all true. It's a documentary about the guys who were running cocaine in the 80s. From like Miami to New York, like Mexico to Miami to New York and Columbia, all that stuff, man. It spawned an entire series. There was a, a follow-up documentary film. This one came out in 2000. The first one came out in 2006. The follow-up okay. came out two years later, and now it's a TV series. And I believe that it's a narrative TV series. They fictionalized it, like hired actors to you know embellish the story and whatnot. The original Cocaine Cowboys is a harrowing and fascinating story. It's shocking. You're like, wow, these guys were really nuts. Like all the stories you ever heard were true. <laughs> that sounds wild. It is wild. It's it's a really good documentary.
1: So it's one you're recommending.
0: Oh, highly recommend it. I highly recommend it.
1: My number three pick came out in 2001, and it stars Johnny Depp, Penelope Cruz, Yeah. And it's a heavy hitter here when we're talking cocaine movies because it's written the title, Blow. It's funny because it, it when you look back at uh, Johnny Depp's career, this is one of the, the big notable films of his that where he's not dressed up in all kinds of like makeup and you know playing a ridiculous character like Jack Sparrow. Oh, we're or... talking
0: about we're we're talking about Pee Wee Herman, right? Paul Rubens when no. he's not. Yeah, this is one of the notable films in his career oh, where he's, he's, not
1: dressed... he's yes, but Blow. With Johnny Depp, Penelope Cruz—you always sidetracked me here. Where Johnny Depp isn't dressed up as a, as a character is what what I was. I going always
0: mix those two guys up, yeah.
1: So, in the film, he actually starts by trying to deal marijuana, and small he, time, yeah. And he does it very successfully enough, so where he finally gets pinched and put in uh, prison, and then when he's in prison, his cellmate there tells him the ways of how big this could be, and he could start transporting cocaine from Colombia up into the United States, Escobar's cartel. And he gets tied up into this, and, I mean, it just blows up big time. They, they ended up making, I was reading an article, something like $200 million a month, I think. It was something Jeez. insane kind of money that was, was going on here. It's actually a, a really good movie to show you how messed up and how crazy the whole operation can be. Yeah. You got to go pretty deep into it, you know? and Pee Wee Herman is in the movie. He is in it, yeah, but he's not the star of the movie. No,
0: of course not. But he has a fairly meaty role, right? Like he's not just like a like a cameo scene.
1: He's in the movie. Ray Liotta also in this film. He's in a lot of cocaine movies. <laughs> I know. I'm, it's crazy. Paul Rubens is in it. Great cast. Interesting. We just saw a Paul
0: Rubens PSA about the well. To be fair, he was in character as Pee Wee Herman. Back over to me. And I'm going with Traffic. Steven Soderbergh. When I first saw the movie, Topher Grace is in it. Michael D- Douglas. Don Cheadle. Who's Michael Douglas's wife? I'm just having a... Catherine Zeta-Jones. Catherine Zeta-Jones. It's an amazing cast. When I first saw it, I don't know why I didn't give it a great chance, but I've revisited it since, and and I've come to like it quite a bit. He does a lot with like filters to let you know which story you're following. Have you have you noticed have, this? Yeah. Yeah. The stuff that's in Mexico is like orange and the stuff that that has to do like with Tilver grace and and the teenage daughter of the drug czar of of the united states is like blue
1: right i love that we're we're seeing the the drug problem from a bunch
0: of different angles
1: correct so we're seeing you know from down in, in how they get the drugs into the united states to the effect that it has on teenagers who are doing the drugs Everything. We're really seeing everything. The law enforcement that's trying to chase down the the drug lords.
0: It's how they make the sausage. right? You see it from from beginning to end and everybody in between. The poor people who have to grow it. It's like everything you see a little bit of. Mm -hmm. It's a fascinating story. It doesn't try to really take a moral stance. Topher Grace's
1: best performance. Wow. I mean... I mean, I would. I don't even know if that's a, a that great of a question because who the hell rates Topher Grace like he's some great actor? Like, well, actually, what? I think he's underappreciated. I, I can't even think of another Topher Grace movie off the top of my head outside of Spider Man Three right now. Well,
0: there you go. There's another one.
1: Well, I mean, outside of that, you got what, what? What? What would you even say for Topher Grace?
0: Uh, I don't know. He's been in See? other movies. <laughs> no, he has been in other movies. I do think he's an underappreciated actor. I don't think so. I think no, he's appreciated he he just was enough. Great. He's not
1: that good. He
0: was great in this. And, and he is—he is, okay, has an he amazing has monologue in this movie. His monologue is probably the best part of the movie. When it's a teenage guy who's dating the daughter of the drug czar, who everyone knows is on drugs, and talks to the drug czar like Michael Douglas's character and kind of confronts him. Amazing monologue. Re- mm-hmm. Revisit it.
1: Okay. I will. I have not seen Traffic since the year it came out, so... All the way through. I've it's, seen parts since It's then, a little long. It's a little long. But Soderbergh, he's a master. Nice. My number two film I just saw in the theater for the first time since way back in the day. And it was a total treat because it was the 25th anniversary of this film. 1997, Boogie Nights. Yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson. Great and movie. Is obviously about the porn industry and has this amazing cast that's highlighted by you know Mark Wahlberg. And Philip Seymour Hoffman, Julianne Moore—the list goes on. We we it goes actually on and on. both listed, I believe, Boogie Nights as our best ensemble when we did that years yeah. ago. John
0: but C. Riley,
1: everybody—it just seemed it was just Don Cheadle. What a fantastic cast! Anyways, midway through the movie, Mark Wahlberg's character is introduced to cocaine and starts doing drugs. And when I saw this on the 25th anniversary at the Music Box, and If you get a chance, Jawheads, to see a great movie, it doesn't have to be Boogie Nights, but a a movie that you love and it's playing at like a a small theater like this in your town, go see it because it reminded me of seeing like a rock band who has a bunch of hits already. And now you're going to see that band and
0: they're going to play their first album.
1: They're going to play, yeah, their first album. And when these songs come on, The crowd reacts, right? Let's use uh, use Guns N' Roses as an an example. When Guns N' Roses played Wrigley Field a couple years ago, as soon as Slash went into just a couple chords into Sweet Child of Mine, the place goes crazy because you're actually seeing Guns N' Roses play Sweet Child of Mine, how great. When the drug scene comes on at Boogie (laughs) Nights... I can't
0: believe you're equating these two things. Right. Go when on. the
1: drug scene comes on at Boogie Nights, and you got Mark Wahlberg, John C. Riley, going to the house of Alfred Molina, who's this drug dealer. The
0: guy throwing firecrackers. You got the,
1: yeah, you got uh, Gizmo throwing the firecrackers, and the great needle drops that are playing, Sister Christian. tape just the way the tape goes in reverse that the scene is fantastic it's one of the greatest scenes in the last 30 years in movies when that scene even it just came on, the house just showed the the, the theater just started applauding like a band, like, like hearing your band. Start I know to exactly. Play the chords. I know
0: exactly what you're talking about. You know what man. I mean? Yes, totally. Totally.
1: Everybody just cheered because here's our moment, and we've probably have all watched this movie in awe on DVD or on cable and had drinks and been like, "This movie just rocks!" And now to finally see it with you know hundreds of people celebrating the movie was so wonderful, but that scene. Is so great seeing Mark Wahlberg strung out on Coke. He's paranoid. And the guy that they go to well, They're there, there
0: with, to commit a crime. They're yeah. there to rob the drug dealer.
1: Right. And it's Todd is the name of the guy who who's like, I want to see what's in the floor safe, you know? And they're like, Let's get out of here, Todd. And he's like, No way, man. And then all hell breaks loose and guns come out and they gotta go running. That moment is a great, great moment of being like strung out on drugs and coke. And yeah, you know. Ugh. It's a wild scene. It's it a is. wild scene let's pause here, man. How about that? Let's take a break. All let's right. come back. Let's do our number ones and play a little trivia. How's that sound? Sounds like? good? Alright, stick with us, John. It's a party. Let's let, let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's let, let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.
0: As Rye mentioned earlier on this episode, somehow he forgot about one of Michelle Pfeiffer's most iconic roles in one of the most iconic movies, and here is one of the most iconic scenes.
1: Look at that. A junkie. I got a fucking junkie for a wife. Don't eat nothing. Sleeps all day with them black shades on. Wakes up with a Kwaylu. And her, who won't fuck me because she's in a coma. I can't even have a kid with her, Manny. Her womb is so polluted. I can't even have a fucking little baby with her. You her. You so so bitch. You fuck. Yeah, like it, you shouldn't like that,
0: How dare you talk like to me like that? What yeah. makes you so much better yeah. than me? Yeah. So, what yeah. do you it's do? Okay. You do drugs, and
1: you kill people. Oh, that's wonderful, Tony. Real contribution to human history. Go ahead. So tell everybody. Come on. You want a kid? Tell the world. What kind of a father do you think you... I- okay. Are you gonna drive him to school in the mornings? Are you even gonna be alive by the time the kid goes to school? You don't even know how to be a husband. Get off! I am not that without having thugs hanging around all the time. Yeah, yeah, okay. I have Nick the pig
0: as a friend.
1: Go left there.
0: What kind of life is that? Come on. Can't you see? What were we coming to?
1: We're losers.
0: We're not winners.
1: You're stone. I'm not stone. You're stone. Hey, get out! Of here. Oh, no. come on, come on. Let him go, let him go. Another quailuch, you're going to love me again.
0: sparkling 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 dandy, dandy, dandy.
1: And we are back on Cinema Jaw, Matt, before we get to our number ones and before we really stump the Kabinski, I know you were asking... To throw this one in the fish tank, the actor's name who played Al Pacino's friend in Scarface was Stephen Bauer.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Couldn't think of it.
1: And while we were looking that up, we found out who else is in it.
0: There's a lot of people in Scarface. I
1: know, but there's one notable drug. Mark Margolis. Yes. Who's who's in... Um... Breaking Bad. Right. Breaking Bad. He, he is uh, not Gus, but he's the old guy that Gus ends up killing.
0: Or vice versa, depending or, on how you look at yeah. it. Yeah. He's relegated to a wheelchair and he can't he can no longer speak, but he's got a trick up his sleeve when he confronts Gus. That was a great scene. Wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Really cinematic. I mean, one of the best.
1: Yeah. Also, Jawheads, looking forward to next week, we got a special cinema jaw coming at you. We are going to be reviewing Creed Three. And right now it looks like we got a pretty cool guest coming on. To yeah. talk about, well, we haven't necessarily narrowed down our topic quite yet, but it's going to be Rocky related, and he actually is doing something with the Rocky statue.
0: Yeah, he's got a documentary out. It's let's leave be, it. Let's leave it I right know, there. But you that's a tease, it, right? You yeah. want to tease, right?
1: But we are going to review uh, Creed three uh, with a guy talking about the Rocky statue, and he's got a documentary out. I'm looking forward to it. Did, Me too. Did you ever get around to watching all the Rocky movies? I didn't. Did you? No, I didn't even I would have it. done it if you were excited about the idea. It. I wasn't going to. yeah. I, I would wasn't have. lie and say that I did, but I, I wasn't even gonna do that. Not even worth it, Matt..
0: I would have done it if Ryan was like, hey, let's do it. this is a great idea, Matt. No, no, no support. Chance. no, no chance. support.
1: All right. so let's jump back into our list. All we right. left it hanging. Our number ones, we have not crossed over yet, and I left a big one off my list, which I believe you have at number one.
0: Yeah. Say hello to my little friend, Ryan. I am going with Scarface. A lot of times we leave the most obvious pick off, but I really feel like we would be doing a disservice to cocaine movies if we didn't mention Scarface. Because at the end of the movie, the the law, the rival gangs, everyone's coming down on Tony Montana, and he's got a pile of cocaine on his desk, and he just buries his head in it, and then he gets his his uh, M16 with a grenade launcher, and say hello to my little friend. That scene is just amazing. That's a great cocaine-fueled rampage right there. It
1: really is. So this was a VHS movie. I always call these ones sure. that my brother would have, and he would put it on, and I was way too young to be watching the the end of this Oof. movie or at, at all, but I think that Terrorized me about drugs too because I remember my brother trying to explain it to me uh, that he would have already died. He would have already died if he wasn't on cocaine. He's been shot so many times, but he's still going because he's on cocaine. Right. I. I I mean, I'm talking. I'm probably like seven years old, and he's telling me this, you know. And he's like, "Ah," I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? But I, it scared the hell out of me. The ending of that scene, great though. Yeah. What a moment in movies.
0: It's a great movie too, it, it really all the is. way through.
1: Yeah, I mean, just the, his rise mm-hmm. into the whole organization. Think is about something.
0: Think about all the things that that movie inspired. Right, like all the music it inspired, the video games it inspired, the television it inspired, the future films. Like, I don't even know if you get to Goodfellas necessarily, or it wouldn't have been the same without the influence of Brian De Palma's Scarface. You know, you don't get Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto 5, for sure, without Scarface, it's been so influential. Or actually, Vice City, for that matter, was really the Scarface GTA. So many things this movie influenced. Clearly, it kept Rye the Movie Guy from doing drugs.
1: Yes. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs, kids. My number one you just mentioned as being influenced by Scarface, another heavy hitter, but it has to come up, 1991, Goodfellas. yeah. Ray Liotta, as we mentioned, seems to be in quite a few of these cocaine movies, and I don't think, in my opinion, there still today has not been a better depiction of being strung out on cocaine and paranoia than Ray Liotta at the end of Goodfellas. With the helicopters? Oh, my God. Great needle drop playing in there. You got the helicopters overhead, and Ray Liotta yelling at his wife, Karen! Karen come on, Karen! <laughs> They're flushing drugs down the toilets. They're they're on the on the Outlook looking for the uh the chopper. The editing scorsese picks up the editing pace. So it's it's a faster edit, makes it yeah. makes the viewer all of a sudden feel that paranoid, that, paranoid, that mm-hmm. energy, because everything picks up its pace as, as far as the film goes. I've watched it before and I've talked to people where they're like, oh man, he was so high in that movie. Because they they don't realize all of the filmmaking technique that went into it to make you think that he was completely strung out on drugs, they're just watching it and they're just so involved. They feel they high. They feel it, yeah. right? And they're watching the movie and they're like, Yeah, Ray Leota was so high right there. And, and I'm like, well, you know, it was a movie. It's you know, you put this whole what, thing. What are they together. accusing you <laughs> of a, of method acting or something? <laughs> I've heard it. And they're <laughs> just stunned by, you know, the ending of that film. I love Goodfellas all the way throughout, but Man, when I think of the ending of that and cocaine, that I had to put that at number one.
0: Listen, no arguments. You could could throw back and forth between Scarface and Goodfellas, which is a better cocaine movie, and they're both top of the list.
1: Yes, for sure. Honorable mentions here, Matt. All right, go. Because I have a few. Let me just discuss these. Please, please. Tom Cruise made one cocaine movie. Oh, yes, he did the smuggling movie called American made.
0: Yeah. Is that where you were gone? No, but that's a good one.
1: What, what other cocaine
0: did Tom Cruise do? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, once you said Tom Cruise, yes, oh, that's okay. where I was going. Yeah. yeah. So
1: he made American made also based on a true story of an airline pilot who basically was, uh, trading arms, bringing arms down to, you know, guerrilla warfare down there. And then in return, he was grabbing drugs from the cartel, bringing it back into the United States. Wild stuff. Half Nelson, this is a, a hidden gem with Ryan Gosling, came out in 2006, and Ryan Gosling plays a history teacher who's doing drugs, cocaine being one of them, who befriends one of his students. She sees him in the like locker room or bathroom doing drugs. And I, for me, that was the first time I ever took Ryan Gosling serious as an actor. And that's going back all the way to 2006, but man, what a movie, powerful film. Also, I have Flight, with Denzel Washington. More of
0: an alcohol More movie. More of an
1: alcohol, but he is doing cocaine in the movie as well.
0: Yeah, kind of to even out his alcoholism, but yes. Yep.
1: Last ones I have here is Wolf of Wall Street.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: A lot of people, if we're if we're gonna do our top five Quaalude movies, this would be number one. Oh, number one Quaalude <laughs> movie of all
0: time. Although Scarface is a Quaalude movie, yes. too. Another Quaalude. <laughs> She'll be back.
1: Wolf of Wall Street does have its cocaine moments as well including Leonardo DiCaprio doing a line off of uh, a bare ass in in bed
0: uh yeah Elias had a really interesting story he about
1: <laughs> our old producer engineer yeah. yep took a first date with his
0: yeah no <laughs> no I, I believe I believe he was with his girlfriend's parents Appearance for the first time yeah that's what it was at had, Wolf of Wall Street
1: yes it was his girlfriend but her he was meeting the parents for the first time and he said Awkward. let's go see a movie <laughs>
0: Hilarious. Oh, my God.
1: My last one, not a cocaine movie, but one of my favorite cocaine scenes is uh, from a Woody Allen movie, Annie Hall, Mm. where Woody Allen goes out to California with, of all people, Paul Simon. Like you do. Right. And cocaine comes up. Woody Allen's trying to be all cool and do the cocaine. Of course, he sneezes right into the tray, and it just goes, you know, just in that Woody Allen slapstick style. Hysterical. Always gets a laugh out of me.
0: That's a good one. Let's see. I got a couple that you didn't mention. American Psycho.
1: Mm, yes.
0: You know, there's a lot of cocaine in that movie. Patrick Bateman goes into the bathroom to do cocaine, and he he critiques it, you know? It's not the, the pure stuff, but anyway. What doesn't he critique? <laughs> right, right. He's always critiquing. From
1: business cards to cocaine.
0: hmm And then um, there's a scene from Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke, which is their first movie, and I love it, where Tommy Chong is in the kitchen, and there's a spilled container of Ajax. And he picks it up and he starts chopping lines into it. And he's like, it looks like the real thing. And then a girl comes in and she's like, oh, where you been yeah, all my sure life? It. Takes a straw out of her hair and does a big line of Ajax. Oh, Who are you? <laughs> hey, how you doing? I I spilled, uh, I made a mess. I was just trying to... Oh, where have you been all my life? I, we just came in with... Oh, don't nah, hey, mind. It's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not okay. uh, really...
1: Uh, uh...
0: Jeez. And but she loves it and she like starts like freaking out making all these sounds and stuff it's hilarious. That whole movie is great. I love that movie.
1: That's your favorite Cheech and Chong?
0: Oh, by a by a mile. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a few of them and they really go downhill quite steeply after
1: up and smoke. Mm. Have you seen Up in Smoke? Oh, man. When, again, when I was a kid, because my brother would show these to me, but not since I've been an adult. I should go back and watch these movies. That,
0: that one is worth a revisit.
1: My brother showed me all the Cheech and Chong's when I was young, and I, they, a lot of the jokes were going over my head because I was so
0: Yeah. Another know, one with
1: Paul Rubens. He is was it, in,
0: really? He wasn't in Up in Smoke, but he was in the follow-up. I forget. I think it's Nice Dreams, where he's under the table, and he's like, hamburgers. <laughs> you remember this? No. And he was all strung out on cocaine. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. Yeah. This guy's everywhere on this episode. He, he does a lot of cocaine movies, too. Was that everything on your honorable mentions? It was. Nice. Jawheads, if we missed a cocaine movie that you want to discuss, shoot us a line. We are at Jaw. <laughs> what? I can't make Just a drop pun? Us, drop can't... us a line. Yeah. yeah no, oh, you were making
0: a pun. No. I mean... Yeah.
1: Come on. Um Shoot us a tweet. We're at CinemaJaw or email us feedback at CinemaJaw.com.
0: Whew. Whew. Boy, that was fun. That was. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to be able to sleep. I know. Here we go.
1: We like to play some movie trivia. No guest. We're playing Stump the Kabinski. It's five questions when we do Stump the Kabinsky. Matt needs to answer three correct, not to be stumped. I can do this. You can do it. And in honor of seeing Ray Liotta in one of his final roles, I believe he has three more movies coming out. I hope
0: they're all as good as Cocaine Bear.
1: (laughs) So we will see a little bit more of Ray Liotta. But in honor of Ray, we are playing Ray Liotta Movie Trivia. Question number one over to you. All right, I'm ready. Matt, Ray Liotta made one baseball movie. I shouldn't say one baseball movie, but he made a baseball movie in 1989. Name it.
0: If I'm not mistaken, he is in
1: Eight Men Out. That, my friend. Is incorrect. We're looking for Field of Dreams. Yeah. Believe it or not, it's Field of Dreams. He plays Shoeless Joe Jackson.
0: But I was right about Eight Men Out. That is about Shoeless Joe Jackson. Right. (laughs) I was in the right (laughs) ballpark, so to speak. Eight
1: Men Out actually has John Cusack in there. Yes, it uh, does. Among other people, but Cusack's in there. But Ray Liotta plays Shoeless Joe, who comes out of the cornfield and... Yeah. yeah. But, you know,
0: Cusack isn't Shoeless Joe. Though. No, he's not.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know who the actor is that plays Shoeless Joe, but I always do love the end of that eight men out because uh, rumor has it that once Shoeless Joe was banned from baseball, he still wanted to play. They banned him from the major leagues. And they rumor is that he went and he played in these like small farm leagues. And people would, would sometimes recognize him. Like, is that shoeish Joe? But, you know, this is before television days, you know? Yeah. And but, um, Did they even have a baseball cards back then? Yeah, they had baseball cards. So some people, you know, recognized them, And they're like, that's Shoeless Joe. And then it ends up that, you know, Cusack's like in, in the uh, stands.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and he looks and he's like, nah, that's not him. But it is him. But he's like, nah, that's not him. But he says, like, he was the best. It's a great speech if you like baseball. Both great movies. Yeah. Feel the Dreams and Eight Men Out. But the big news here is Matt... One question in, you got it incorrect. So we move to question two. Ray Liotta has been nominated for how many Oscars during his career? Zero, one, two, or four? Wow. How many Oscars has Ray Liotta been nominated for? Zero, one, two, or four?
0: I'm going to go ahead and eliminate four. There's no way he's been nominated for four. I don't think it's zero, though. I think he has been nominated. It would make a lot of sense that Goodfellas got nominated. I'm going to
1: say one. You, my friend, are incorrect. Damn it. Two? Zero. Zero. What, what a travesty. shame. And I actually pulled this fact, and because I, I, I thought the same thing. What? He wasn't nominated well, for Goodfellas?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess the Oscar noms are out this year. But, you know, maybe for 2023, he gets a nom for Cocaine (laughs) Bear. Cocaine
1: Bear. (laughs) Well, I looked up the nominees the year that he would have been nominated for 1990s. That would have been a Best
0: Actor nomination. Right. Yeah. So uh,
1: nominated that year was Richard Harris for The Field, Jeremy Irons for Reversal of Fortune, and Jeremy Irons won that year. Kevin Costner for Dances with Wolves. Yeah, that was good. Robert De Niro for Awakenings.
0: That was really good.
1: And Gerard Depardieu. For Cyrano, yeah. So I I think Ray Liotta could have came in for Richard Harris. Now Richard Harris was the original Dumbledore.
0: Yeah, but he, I I agree with you, Ray. Lee, I mean that is an iconic role that has stood the test of time.
1: hundred percent. I'm in in my eyes. I'm thinking if I'm Ray Liotta and you didn't get nominated for Goodfellas, you got no shot at ever getting nominated. Right. That was the right role for the right guy at the right time, and he it still didn't crack the nominations. Mm. Shame on the Academy. Shame. <laughs> Shame. Two questions in. Matt has two incorrect. Question three to you, Matt. Ray Liotta made one movie with John Cusack. It came out in 2003. And it was not a baseball movie. It was not a baseball movie. I'll give you a hint since you're struggling on Stump the Kabinski. It's about all the characters maybe being the same. I don't know if that helps.
0: No, it's too cryptic about all the characters maybe being the same.
1: Mm. John Cusack and Ray Liotta only movie they ever made together
0: alright it's not that Beach Boys movie
1: no it is not that it's
0: not that movie 2012 where the world is ending um Cusack 2003 that was in a dip of Cusack's frankly both men's careers
1: hmm wow Hubie Halloween hmm Incorrect, unfortunately We're looking for identity Oh
0: Le- Le- Leota was in Hubie Halloween though <laughs> yeah. with, with, with Adam Sandler
1: Nice point to make Yes, yeah. he was in it That is uh, three incorrect Question four over to you, Matt Just
0: pointing out that I know cinema, Ryan You know I know, I know my I, Hubie Halloween I think
1: you're going to get question four All right Besides Ray Leota Name four other people who appear in Copland
0: Okay Sylvester Stallone Correct Harvey Keitel Correct is walking in it. Oh Jesus, it gets it gets steeply more difficult from here. Um Robert De Niro. Yes. That's three. Um Oh man, there's another classic, classic one of those good fella type guys. Alfred Molina?
1: That is incorrect. No. Uh give me a hint. This this guy came up. You were shocked that he was in a movie earlier. He's a comedian came up in True Romance. You're like, he's in this.
0: Oh, Michael Rappaport? There you
1: go. We'll give that oh. one to you. Michael Rappaport's in it. You got De Niro, Keitel, Stallone, Robert Patrick. Michael Rappaport's in that? Yeah. Remember when there Rappaport's was a time Rappaport's when we were main like- guy that the uh, guy who's on the run, who they're trying to hide. Do you remember
0: when there was a time when we thought Michael Rappaport might be like a big, big star? No, I don't remember that. No, <laughs> like it was around this time. I mean, he Je- was in a lot of stuff. Janine Garofalo
1: is in- Hackland, wow. and yeah. let's not forget Method Man. Method Man.
0: You could have sure. there also. Yeah.
1: So. But we're giving you question four. We're okay. giving you that one. Question five over to you, Matt. Besides Ray Liotta, name three people from the movie Marriage Story, which came out in 2019
0: Adam Driver. Correct. Um, Scarlett Johansson.
1: Correct. One more. Laura Dern. Yes. And Ray Liotta. Yes, but I was saying besides Ray okay. Liotta. Uh, and the other one I had noted as a honorable Alan Alda pops yeah. up in there as well as one of the lawyers. But you've got question five, right? Unfortunately, Matt, you were stumped this week. You got uh, two out of five. It happens. Two out of five on Ray Liotta. It happens. Cheers to Ray. Cheers to Ray. Great to see him again. Yeah. Wow. Brings us to the end of a very fun and entertaining jaw. Let me tell you. Yeah.
0: I, I am pumped. Me too. Feeling yes. really energetic.
1: This is always, always a joy. First and foremost, we got to thank our sponsors. Yeah, thanks to Cracking the Code of Spy
0: Movies. Uh, they're fantastic. And hey, Ryan, we should thank the Patreons, too. Absolutely.
1: We are doing some extras for the Patreons. We have been. And it really does mean the world to us that you help support the show. So if you want to join our family of Patreons, head on over to patreon.com slash jaw.
0: You know what we should do? We should open it up to the patrons and say... If you want your favorite movie that we've never talked about reviewed, let us know, and maybe we'll review it.
1: It's not a bad idea. Wouldn't, we, wouldn't that be fun? It's open for discussion. Yeah. I'm open for that discussion. Stuff like that. So join us on Patreon and, and and talk to us there. I agree. If you want to support the show another way, leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Right.
0: That's free. Just easy thing to do for free that helps us out tremendously.
1: Until next week, I'm Ryan the Movie Guy. I'm Matt K, and, and keep, keep on talking about the movies.
0: movies.